0: This podcast is part of the Paris Fintech Forum Communities Programme and is brought to you with the support of BPI France. You're listening to the Fintech Podcast, the show that goes deep into the stories, the successes and failures that went into creating some of the world's most fantastic fintechs. And in this episode, banks tried to block Johan Berkovic's banking in its early days, but the French fintech blossomed to become one of Europe's leading consumer finance apps.
1: It was very difficult because they tried to, to block us uh, technologically to, to detect our connections, but we were we were good at uh, uh, fix it very very fast. But in parallel, they they uh, set up call centers. Full call centers to call thousands and thousands of clients to tell them um, you use banking, it's very dangerous, you should not uh, use it, and you should close your accounts instantly. Um, so it was very weird because we had some feedback from users telling, uh, uh, telling us that the bank were calling them. But also, we, we received personally call from our personal bank. Uh, um, uh,
0: they
1: called so, you up or uh, yes, you up yes. And don't use banking? Yeah, you, we did actually use banking. You should close your account, but they didn't know we were the founders.
0: Johan Berkovic, co founder and CEO of Banking. Welcome to the F&Tech podcast. Thank you very much.
1: Welcome. Uh, how's Paris? Uh, it's okay. The weather is, is okay. It's a li- little bit cold, but sunny. So, not bad.
0: Okay. Uh, so, tell me about Banking
1: so we um, we have created banking ten years ago when we were a student with uh, microfounders um, with a simple idea is to simplify money management for for all. Um but maybe you remember ten years ago um, it was the, the beginning of uh, the app store uh, on, on, on on the on your smartphone um, and uh, there were no banking application to consult your bank account um, and if you wanted to manage your uh, your money quite closely your budget you had to uh, to fill an excel spreadsheet every time with all your spendings etc so uh, it it was very hard very complex to do it that's why very few people uh, followed their budget quite closely but in parallel they had we feel a huge need um uh, from the uh, uh, our friends, our family, our uh, our friend at school, um, when we when we we talk about this idea, everybody were quite exciting about a, a very uh, easy tool to manage budget. Um, so we decided to to try to innovate and to uh, create a, a mobile app um, to follow the budget. Um, and that's where the the challenge started, because every time we 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 uh we pitched this idea, everybody was excited, but just after everybody told us it's impossible it's impossible because to simplify money management, you have to connect to banks to retrieve the data automatically um and, and it's impossible um it's not possible to connect to banks it's not possible to make it secure, and it's not possible that somebody will use uh, a mobile app uh, that is not the official uh, mobile app of the
0: bank right because this is year, this is years before open banking so it's not like yeah. the banks had to
1: do anything they could just block you and that would be that yeah it was in 2011 so um the, the this was this was the first barriers it was a, a psychological bias because everybody told us that it's not possible but at that time we uh, uh we um uh, we did an application to a startup uh, program acceleration called Le Camping and it was the first uh, success because there were like 250 applications, 10 startups selected uh and we were in the 10 startups selected. So that, that was the first time somebody believed in our on, in our idea and believed it was possible. Uh, so um it was early 2011. Um, So we decided to create the first version of the mobile app, uh, and six months after we launched it. Um, And uh, from day one, uh, it has a huge success because a lot of people had an iPhone in their pockets, and a lot of people were waiting for an app to consult their bank account. So the first day we we launched, a lot of bloggers... uh, um, Wrote articles about finally you can check your bank account on your iPhone. So we had thousands of users downloading our app and connecting their bank accounts uh, on an unknown ground because we were like uh, uh, three friends uh, in a garage, um, and 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 it was the first uh, first uh, second success I would say, uh, and that's why we just continued uh, to 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 create this service because the user was very. Uh, um, uh, uh, exciting about this service, a lot of positive uh, uh, um, notes and uh, and remarks. So we just uh, keep uh, that way. And w- when this
0: launched, I mean, the banks were oh, what a wonderful idea, or oh, that's fine, or or were they um, somewhat displeased?
1: No, it was very hard because um, we we connect to the bank uh, through the um, the website, or uh, yeah, it was a website at that time, uh, the official website of the bank. So um, we have we had created a technology that connected to the personal space on the bank uh, interface of the clients. So the users enter the credential on our app, and our technology automatically fill the credential on the bank website and just read the page. To retrieve the uh, the the, bank, the balances and the transactions, so the bank were not very happy about this, for sure. So they they try well, to block us.
0: Yeah, I mean, not only did I guess tech with technology they try to block you, but I think I was reading in your early days, incumbent banks were calling customers to warn them off people uh, who were using your app to give you access to their data.
1: Yeah, so it was it was very difficult because they tried to to block us uh, technologically to to detect our connections but we were we were good at uh, uh, fix it very very fast. But in parallel, they they uh, set up call centers, full call centers to call thousands and thousands of clients to tell them um, you use banking, it's very dangerous. You should not uh, use it, and you should close your accounts instantly. Um, so. It was very weird because we had some feedback from users telling, uh, uh, telling us that the bank were calling them. But also we, we received personally calls from our personal bank. Uh, um, uh, they called so, you, up or yes, you up? Yes, yes. You use banking? Yeah, you, we did actually use banking. You should close your account. But they didn't know we were the founders. So that was quite funny. But they, they, their speech were very aggressive.
0: Right, and I guess today things are somewhat different, not least because they don't have a choice; they're not legally able to to block you, uh, thanks to um, you know uh, open banking and and everything else. Is it now more friendly? Uh, Is it all collaborative? Are they friends? Are they enemies? Are they frenemies? How would you describe the relationship with banks today?
1: Yes, so today it's totally different because now you have an open open directive PSD two that uh, make our service official um, and that. Uh, uh, make it uh, uh, it's an obligation to collaborate between us and the bank so we have to collaborate it was not easy at the beginning but now we uh, we we, um, we start to know each other uh, we know the uh, engineer in, in front of us in the bank side uh, they know our engineer um we have to collaborate so we have to make it work so now it's okay with most of the bank some are less or more friendly than others but uh, it's okay
0: and is the ultimate plan from banking's perspective to build your own bank or you plan to continue to be this kind of gateway to you know banking uh, applications or, or to enable people to get more out of their existing banks
1: yeah no we we never had the the plan to build our own bank we were just the first idea, and we 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 stick to it. This idea is to simplify money management with an app, universal app, connected to all the bank accounts, to make it possible for every uh, uh, citizen to to get access uh, uh, to these services. Because we we believe that everybody needs to uh, manage the money in a better way. Um, um, but it was not it was not easy because. On the early days, I mean, for the first six years, we were not able to raise funds uh, with VCs because the the word fintech were uh, did not exist. The word open banking did not exist. So, from 2011 to 2016, uh, every time we 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 pitch a, a VC, um, they told us, "Yeah, it's a great idea, but the banks are not okay. It's risky." Um, it's legally we had a legal analysis it's not uh, totally clean we don't know so uh, not possible. Um, As soon as the PSD2 were voted uh, now we were in something VC understood Um, it's a fintech it's open banking it's okay with regulation and now we can uh, fund you. So as soon as the PSD2 arrived we we raised uh, quite fast 28 million but before For the first six years, it was only with Business Angel. Wow. And of course, since
0: uh, PSD2, it's become quite a crowded space. You're not the only ones doing this anymore. Um, So is maintaining a lead or or winning in this uh, sphere, is this just a case of running as fast as you can and not looking over your shoulder, continuously innovating? How do you differentiate yourselves and stay ahead of the rest of the pack when there are so many other apps, whether based in France or
1: Pan-European wise, um, who are doing the same thing. So the first thing and the thing we we, are, we continue to do is to listen to our users. So we are very close to our users to get their feedbacks, to get their needs, to uh, iterate, to uh, uh, to build new uh, features in beta version to understand if it's fitting their needs to to improve it. So to be, to, to to be very close to the end user, I think is one of the key aspects when you serve the B two C, um, and uh, that's why our users are uh, using us mostly every day. Uh, bless you. <laughs> and, and we have uh, uh, we have more than one million active users in France, so it's quite it's, it's quite massive. Um, we have also uh, thousands of users across Europe, uh, in Spain, the UK, in Germany, um, so. I think it was, yes, this is a key aspect is to iterate quite fast uh, with a constant dialogue with the, the end users.
0: And, and can you give us a sense of, I mean, you said what, a million customers in France, I think you said. So is this in terms of revenues, in terms of traction? Can you give us a sense of the growth that you've been seeing and perhaps how this was uh, boosted by the pandemic?
1: Um, so, yeah, we have uh, one million active users in France. Uh, we were not positively impacted by the COVID because uh, the pandemic, people were not spending. They were at home. So there was less activity on bank accounts, so less need to follow the budget. So um, the, the, the users were less active uh, during the pandemic. Uh, in the n- n- normal time, it's like daily use. In the pandemic, it was not uh, daily use, it, it mostly mostly uh, weekly use um but we have a a quite a strong growth we have a, um i would say um more than um uh it depends thousands of new users every day so uh it's quite it's quite massive um but in parallel now um 5 years ago uh, we started to build another activity called bridge it's b 2 b2b business uh, so now I have um, named uh, a general manager on the banking side, B2C side, uh, and uh, and it's quite uh, um, uh, doing great in terms of traction, in terms of uh, revenue growth. Um, I think we will reach uh, profitability quite soon uh, because uh, the monetization of the user base is very, very performing well. Uh, and in parallel, I develop personally the B2B business called Bridge, it's uh, an open banking solutions providing uh, a high payment amount solution with great user experience. And it's also linked to to the second, I would say, uh, uh, foot of the open banking. It's uh, payment initiation services.
0: Right. Well, I want to come back to Bridge in, in just a bit. Okay. Before we uh, take a quick break, I just want to ask you, in terms of you talk about monetization and how that's going really well how do you actually make money from your customers? Because presumably they're going into banking, they're accessing their banking data and stuff, but but are they buying products from you? Are they? Do you get interchange fees and things like that by card issuance? How do you make your money from your customers?
1: So there is two lines of business. Um, the first line is we distribute products uh, because we optimize the budget. So when you uh, when we analyze budget, we we see some opportunities. You can renegotiate your energy provider, your telcos providers, your uh, loan. You can open uh, new products that fits more your needs or your profile, the bank account, savings, etc. So we are like an advisor, a budget optimization advisor, and we distribute products. So we have um, a dozen of partners on uh, uh, on all subjects related to budget. And we explain to the users um, uh, 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 how how much they will save um, if they change the provider or why this product is more fitting their needs. So we have one The biggest line of business is uh, uh, product distribution. But also we have premium features so the users can subscribe on iPhone and Android with a monthly subscription to get uh, additional features.
0: Okay. All right, Johan. Uh, so, look, don't go away. We're going to uh, just uh, take a, a very quick break to remind our listeners that this podcast is part of the Paris FinTech Forum Communities Programme for 2021. And in this special pandemic period, you can enjoy throughout the year top level live sessions with key industry players, exclusive on demand interviews such as this one, and use our innovative digital networking capabilities to meet your peers, develop your network, create new business opportunities. And continue to build together the future of the fin and tech industry. And you can find out more at www.parisfintechforum.com. Um so you of course, we speak to a lot of uh, founders, uh, unsurprisingly, on this uh on this show. It's never easy making the leap from employee to entrepreneur. Um, but you talked about founding this, I think, when you were still at university. So
1: was this just always what you were doing? Did you did you have a day job before this? No. Uh so we were students. Uh, with no money. So uh, we get to the bank to get some uh, some uh, loan and credit to just uh, be able to to pay our rent, to pay our food. Um, we were not paid for the first two years. Uh, we were like the first salary very low for the next four years. Um, and, and, and we associate uh, 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 in this project uh, um, two more engineers as co-founders. Uh, and we were like a very small team at the very beginning uh, because we we had no money to pay I guess on the plus side
0: when you start things while you're at university you've got little to lose um, but at the same time you obviously don't have a, a cushion if things go wrong you haven't got any salary coming in I mean were you being supported by your by your parents by bank loans uh, by friends how are you uh,
1: how are you m- making a living how are you surviving yeah so what? exactly when you are a student you have nothing to lose so no no children no wife no home uh no large credit on the bank so um and i think there is many uh advantage for that because um we we have built banking because we didn't know it was impossible <laughs> uh, maybe if we were like more mature uh, more experienced uh we 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 would have said uh, okay we just uh uh, I'm not going that way because it's too complex. Um but we were like very young, we were like uh, very excited about this project so we just we just go. Um and uh, so ha- we had to get some credits at the bank. Um uh, multiple credit for the bank to for the company but also personally to to buy our our food and and to to be able to to pay our rent, as I said. Um, and in parallel, I, I had uh, very few supports from my family, but it's a lot of supports because I knew that if some, something go went wrong, like very wrong, I knew that I had a backup with my, my family. So uh, they have a, a home, they will welcome me at home if there is a problem, they will... Uh, um, feed me, uh, they support me like uh, yes, try to build a company, we will support you anytime if something goes well or wrong um and they they gave me just very little of money, like would say five thousand euro uh, just at, at the time it was very, very hard, just to keep me able to to pay my rent and, and food but um but sort uh, it, it was uh, almost a, a psychological uh, support.
0: I'm curious to know what your pitch was when you went to the bank said hey banks uh, I'm creating a product that's gonna (laughs) kind of uh, help uh, help your customers um, and uh, this is gonna perhaps provide another layer and we'll be recommending the financial products and uh, you're gonna make less money and we're gonna make some of that money ourselves what what is it you said to them
1: about about the credit for the company yeah yeah so um, it was not directly um, pitching the bank we We won Entrepreneurs' uh, 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 Championship, like uh, Entrepreneurs' uh, uh, Challenge uh, and the prize pool was uh, 20,000 or uh, 25,000 euros. So uh, we just uh, made an application to this uh, challenge and and we won it. So it was like a credit for entrepreneurs, but um, it was not directly linked to the bank.
0: Okay. Um, and uh, so, so you had some psychological support at the very least from your family, but I guess it must have been quite challenging all the same, not being able to pay yourself a salary, wondering whether you're going to be able to pay the rent at the end of the month. Uh, can you perhaps share with us what what your best day and worst day was in those early days?
1: Um, I think the best days is when you see thousand and. Of reviews from users telling that they love your products, they are using every day, uh, they change their behavior, we change their life, they discover a lot of things about their spending, their behavior, thanks to our service, from unknown users but also from friends telling us, hey I'm using your app, it's great. So I think that that was the most important thing when we were like very working hard with no no salary. and I think one of the uh um uh, worst day was an experience with the v c telling us uh, okay, we will invest on your on your on your company uh and one day before or two days before the signing they told us hey finally uh we 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 just asked our our lawyer um an analysis about your your product and your service." And finally, we are not comfortable. So, and 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 I, I really thought that uh, we will have we will have we will have to close the company. Uh, so just after we will, um, we we just uh, uh, reduce the spending, uh, uh, working very hard to monetize the user base just to survive, to pay the bill of the company. It was not just to to be able to to pay the salary because we had no salary, but just to pay the the cost of the service. Um, it was a very hard day.
0: And looking back now, could you perhaps see the positive in that experience in that it made you redouble your efforts to generate revenue, to build the business, to cut costs, to be more capital efficient, as they uh, say in the jargon? Can you see that as a positive now that they didn't give you the money or would it have been much, much better had you got it? Yeah,
1: there is, there is. Uh, um, as, uh, as always, two sides. The positive side is Because you don't have money, you have to be smart. So we were very, very smart in terms of user acquisition with no money. We had a very strong traction with thousands and thousands of new users every week, using our service every day without any uh, marketing budget. Uh, And we created a lot of little uh, tricks uh, uh, to do it with with money. But we were like, it was an obligation to find solutions. If you have money, you just spend it uh, to Google, to Facebook, etc. So you just okay. We have to do marketing. You spend it. But if you don't have money, you have to find solutions. Uh, but in parallel, I think if we, if we had more support from VCs, from the the, the market, because it was very difficult to to uh, uh, to create this company and to develop this company in this um, very aggressive environment. I mean, with the banks uh with uh, regulators it was not easy at the at the early days um i think we were uh, we would uh, have uh, developed a uh, faster stronger today we are the leader in france maybe we would have been the leader in europe or in, in the world
0: okay i guess we'll uh, we'll never know but you do have another startup now as you mentioned uh which is uh, bridge uh which i think you were saying is uh, kind of Doing what Banking does, but B2B. Uh,
1: tell us a bit more about that. So, yeah, so for Banking, we had to create a technology that connects to all the banks, to retrieve data and to initiate payment. Um, and we discovered that um, a lot of companies need to connect to banks. Um, the first company that went uh, uh, to us asking to use our inside uh, uh, internal technology um, was the accounting software. They need to connect banks to produce uh, accounting. So um, so we, create, we We decided to open our own internal API to the world. And we had some new clients. Uh, uh, the first one was accounting software like Sage, Sage, so it's the big companies. Uh, and then we had uh, uh, um, um, other uh, potential clients on credits. So when you need a credit, you have to uh, send your bank statements to, uh, to make it possible for the credit provider to analyze your financial situation. So today it's all is still done by sending your PDF bank statement. But with now open banking, you just connect your bank accounts and the, the, the bank instant, uh, banks, digital bank statements are uh, retrieved, uh, uh, analyzed and sent to the credit provider instantly. So it's just more efficient, it's easier, it's in- increased, uh, um, uh, uh, um, like it's a gap, increased gap of the performance of the credit score. Uh, so, so we decided to, to create a new activity, a new brand, a new total independent team uh, to just uh, um, innovate in that space. So we first uh, 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 provide account information services. So the ability to retrieve uh, balances, transactions with all the algorithms that identify all the transactions and to uh, uh, to uh, uh, analyze the budget uh, behavior for accounting software, for credit provider, for fintechs, for banks, for wealth managers, etc. Uh, and now we focus on payment initiation. So we provide um, a great digital experience uh, for high amount payment thanks to open banking wire transfer. So um, when you want to pay a high amount, for example, the three or 500 euro um, on the uh, merchant website to buy your sofa, um, most of the time, the, 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 uh, the credit card are not relevant because you cannot buy this amount of money and it, it's, there, there is a lot of fail. So the alternative, uh, it's to pay by wire transfer. But wire transfer is very complex. So if I want to send you money through wire transfer, you had to connect to your bank account, to retrieve the IBAN, to send it to me by mail, etc. It's a very complex process. So now with Bridge, there is a single button. You just uh, say, I want to pay uh, with wire transfer. You do a strong customer authentication of the bank application, and it's done.
0: Okay. And just to be clear, this isn't a spin-off of Banking. It's not a, a subsidiary. This is a, a completely separate startup. Is that right?
1: Yeah. It's it's today. It's a different brand. It's a different team in the same company. Uh, but uh, um, in the future, uh, we may separate uh, officially, like two different teams, two different uh, companies. Ah. So for
0: now, it is indeed part of uh, part of banking.
1: Yeah. It's the same company, but two different activities, two different team, two different brands. It's totally uh, autonomous. You've been running bank in all of your
0: working life. So if you hadn't founded a fintech back when you were at university, what hmm. career, what profession, what activity do you think you would have uh, gone into?
1: I think uh, there is two passions in my life. Um, the first one um, comes from my, my parents uh, because uh, my my father is a music teacher. So I play uh, music for uh, since I was uh, five years old. Um, I I play drums I play drum, guitar, guitar bass, saxophone so I I have a lot of different instruments so I I would have loved, it was a dream to become a musician Um, but in parallel I have the passion to create projects to create companies so if it is not a fintech it it would have been another in another space but it's a a, a company Um, and maybe uh, if one day uh i i i i do not run a banking or bridge anymore uh, i will create another company for sure so that's uh that's what uh, right. is an entrepreneur i think i guess by having
0: started uh, banking uh so young uh, you've got plenty of time on your side to found a few more a few more companies um but look uh, uh johan this is the Final question that I ask everyone who joins me on the FN Tech podcast. Uh, some people I prime beforehand, um, others I don't, because uh, sometimes it's better to get the first thing that comes into their head, uh, which is what I'm hoping with you. So the question is this, what is the weirdest or craziest thing you've ever built or done in your life? And you can't say founding bank, in, that, that doesn't count.
1: I have, in, in, in the music, I have played uh, um, a lot of... Um I've done a lot of uh, live shows uh, in front of uh, thousands of people and sometimes I've played with, uh, um, uh, with a known musician. Uh, so I think one of the crucial things is um, uh, to yeah, to do a live show in front of thousands of people uh, in, the, in the festival as a drummer. Any musicians that we would have heard of? Yeah, outside uh, of them? <laughs> so I've played with uh, Mathieu Shid once. Uh, it was a crazy thing because we were like uh, at uh, the at, uh, Fête de la Musique. Uh, we were doing a show uh, and, and playing with the, with the, the sister and the, the brother of Mathieu Cherid And Mathieu Cherid came, uh, he, he took the guitar and he did a show. And, and instantly there is a crowd of people coming from everywhere uh, in front of us. So we were like playing in front of uh, hundreds of people. And just the the, the time uh, Matthew Chedid uh, came and, and just starting to play with the guitar, it was the same guitar from my uh, uh, my, my guitarist of the band. Uh, and in in few minutes, um, thousands of people came from everywhere. It was like crazy. Uh, forgive me, for, for those who don't know, the musician's name again, sorry? Mathieu Chedid, it's M, called M. It's a famous uh, uh, French uh, singer.
0: Okay. Um, wonderful. Well, uh, maybe we can uh, find that on YouTube somewhere if you. Uh,
1: yeah, it's a very it on f- famous one in, in, in France, so. but it's in French, so I, I'm not uh, surprised you, you never heard about it. Uh, and what was the name of your band? At that time, it was uh, Johnny Johnson then.
0: Okay. Well, uh, Johan Berkovic, uh, aka Johnny Johnson, uh, co founder and CEO of Banken. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me here on the F&Tech podcast.
1: Thank you very much for inviting me in and for your time. Thank you.
0: Fintech founders have to be smart, determined and able to spin a yarn that'll get customers and investors on side. But as Johan says, another key ingredient is naivety, dismissing the naysayers who say it's impossible and failing to appreciate just how hard the road ahead is going to be. Without it, perhaps half the fintechs we know and love today would never even have started. So thank you, Joanne Berkovic, and thank you for listening to the Fintech podcast with me, Elliot Gotkin, now part of the Paris Fintech Forum Communities Program. If you like what you heard, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and you can get updates and listen to all previous episodes via the website, www.parisfintechforum.com. If you have any comments, suggestions or feedback, you can find us on LinkedIn and on Twitter at Paris Fin Forum or at Elliot Gotkin. That's it from me. Thanks again to BPI France for sponsoring this podcast. We'll be back again next week for more of the best FINTech. Hope you'll join us again then. Bye bye.